Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing a film, an oldie but a goodie, called Elizabeth Town. This film came out in 2005-ish, I'm thinking. I really wanted to see this when it came out, but it has literally taken me 16 years to see this film. And it was a very interesting experience. This film stars Orlando Bloom and Kirsten Dunst and is about a man who loses a billion dollars in the shoe industry and then comes home to kill himself and finds out his dad's died. So he has to go take care of things back in Kentucky because his mom and his sister don't want to go down and meet the relatives. This film is really a interesting encapsulation of what life was like in the Midwest during my early childhood. This is one of those films that's like, I don't mean it weird, if you grew up in the Midwest of America, it's like walking back into your family from the past. It's kind of freaky in many ways, both the bad and the good. I mean, even down to the, like, taking the um, guy into the bedroom to show him the ancestors on the wall and all the mismatched frames. I mean, that is so like my family was. But I really liked this film. I liked it because it's not an easy film. It's it's about people who are going through difficult times. Some might say that they put themselves through it on their own. Some might say that, you know, fate dealt them a blow. But it's really about how people handled the situation. Did they handle it all well? Can definitely say no, no, not really on some of it. They handled it rather poorly. But I think the star of the show really is the character of Claire, who is a flight attendant and whose life is very, very difficult. She, you never really find out in the story if what she says is true. She's always telling the main character who's played by Orlando Bloom that she has a boyfriend, but she's really just his basically substitute for when he's not busy with work, he comes to visit. And at the end of the day, I don't mean it weird. Maybe it's just because of the cynic in me, but I'm saying they're going when she first starts talking about Ben, she probably doesn't have anybody in her life that way, but she doesn't want anyone to think that. So she says she has been. But anyway, Kirsten's Dunst character is heartbreaking, but absolutely amazing at the same time in the way that she approaches certain parts of her life, like her romantic relationships with Orlando Bloom's character. I mean, I'm not trying to where I'm going. She was so darn cool. Um, he he really got lucky with that one, but I'm just saying. So, but at the end of the day, it's basically about Orlando Bloom's character in the story, having to figure out how to deal with his dad's death, having to figure out how to deal with having not come home to visit family who he literally hasn't seen since he was probably about six years old. And realizing that even though time has passed, there's many connections that don't really change through the years. You might be having distance, you might have, you know, conflict in the relationships, but at the end of the day, some things really don't change. And this was a really cool film for me to see because it kind of reminded me of the, both the negative and the positive of growing up in the Midwest with a large family. And 
also it's a lot like if anyone's familiar with the young sheldon which is absolutely wonderful on i really can't say enough about how cool the young sheldon is i'm just saying but anyway it really encapsulated kind of an era which is kind of gone i mean no offense there's certain things that remain the same but i would say a lot of it is just gone and so that's very very positive don't get me wrong and some of it's very very negative but at the end of the day i think my favorite thing about this was there is a at the end of the series uh, at the end of the show orlando bloom's character decides to go take a 42 hour road trip back home to oregon and he's thinking he's probably going to go home and kill himself again i mean no offense i'm like Okay, he lost a billion dollars. That's just money at the end of the day. But anyway, he decides to take the road trip, and Claire makes CDs for the road trip, tells him where to stop, etc. At the end of the trip, he has the option to go to the world's second largest farmer's market, and there's a fork in the road. He has to decide, is he going to finish his trip or look for the girl in the red hat? And I think at the end of the day, he made a very big decision because, you know, one fiasco can lead to things that aren't a fiasco. I think it's kind of like if anyone's familiar with the work of Henry Petrosky, the brilliant engineer who writes amazing books, um, he wrote a book called Success Through Failure. And it basically says that, you know, in engineering, we all look at failure as, you know, a bridge collapses. This is a disaster, but we learn how to build better bridges. We learn how to repair things so that they don't break in the future. And if we didn't have our failures in life, we wouldn't really appreciate our successes. I mean, no offense, but to me, the failures in my life, it's like, yeah, that was maybe an epic fail. Some of it was my fault. Some of it wasn't. But at the end of the day, was it totally worth having the epic fail? Honestly, all the failures, I'd say yeah, undoubtedly. I would much rather have the epic fail and go on to have success in the future because honestly, all the epic failures have led to amazing success. Now, there's some that are going, you know, they're still waiting in the wings, but pretty much, yeah, totally. And I think, you know, deciding it will be a fiasco, but it's okay to have fiascos. I think we live in a world where success is defined by how many times you don't fail when when in reality it's not that way at all i would say most people that are extremely successful fail over and over and over again until they have you know that one success if anyone's ever seen meet the robinsons there's a hilarious scene where the kid screws up making his peanut butter and jelly sandwich dispenser and he feels terrible that he failed and everyone in his family from the future is sitting there going you failed epically this is awesome because if you didn't have the failure you wouldn't appreciate the success and then they take him around and show him all the epic failures of his future self that led to his great success in the end but this is a movie that i honestly had no idea what it was really about except i always liked the preview to it and i was like i really want to see that someday and i was at the library this last week and i thought you know you could wait for someday forever and it's been 16 years on them so you might as well do someday today and so i took that fork in the road and got the video and i could not be happier because this one i would probably give an absolute tend to now there are certain things that i wouldn't probably want to watch this movie with small children because there are certain language 
topics we really don't want to discuss with the kiddies. But for the most part, like if you had kids in high school, you could definitely watch this with them without any trouble. And I think it would bring up some very important discussion topics like how do people see themselves? How are they going to relate with the world? How do you handle failure when it comes? Because, you know, if you live long enough and if you're breathing, you're probably going to have some epic fails and fiascos. They might not be a billion dollars worth of shoe loss, but they're going to be something like that that could seem tremendously terrible. But at the end of the day, it should really just be something that you sit there, think about, maybe mourn a little bit, and then move on because you've got things to do. And as long as you're breathing, you got a reason to be here. So anyway, I honestly, this is like a total, this is one of the few American films I have seen in a long time. And I'm sitting there going, yes, we have a winner. And it also has Susan Sarandon, who I really like as an actress. And she is excellent in this movie where sure her husband is the one who passes away in the show mitch and she decides she's going to learn tap dancing learn how to cook organically and learn how to fix her car and the toilet um the car ends up almost eating her when the hood locks her in the engine block and she does fix the toilet but she can't cook at all and she does learn to tap dance and so anyway honestly you should definitely check this out if you have not seen it before it is very dated because 16 years have passed since it came out, but it is honestly one of the best films I have seen in a long, long while for um, the Western world productions. Although, you know, I primarily watch Asian drama and um, I'm proud of that. But anyway, I'm also proud of good Western drama, but Asian drama is usually what I lean toward. So with that, check it at the round table. And that's my review of Elizabeth Town starring Orlando Bloom and Kirsten Dunst. Bye. It's more about, you know, I can't believe I have someone in my life than it's about, you know, that passionate moment. But I think that that's why Anna likes it because it makes me sit about and go, what do I appreciate in my life? What relationships do I consider? And, you know, to send that email to let someone, you know, yeah, you mean a lot to me. Thank you for being my friend for how many years? You know, those kind of things matter. And I think they often get overlooked because we're so darn busy in our societies. I mean, we're trying to constantly monitor Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and emails. And, you know, it's, it's, it's exhausting sometimes and we forget to you know drop that message to somebody who we really care about rather more than the you know 50 likes that we get on whatever picture we just uploaded with a cute dog or something but you know that's the things that really count at the end of the day it's like mr turk in his video look up on youtube and i think that's kind of what this whole elizabeth town movie was about is looking up and taking time to really see people because it's one thing to be doing and it's another thing to be being and being is typically the better way to go and with that on and out check it at the round table bye hi peeps Anna here. Just wanted to add a little addendum. Another thing that I really liked about this film is there is, throughout the film, mentions of people being substitute people, meaning 
they are not the ones that people want to end up there. They're just the ones that people are basically biding their time with. And it can be in romantic relationships. It can be in friendships. It can be in any kind of relationship. And, you know, I think this is a very interesting film because it really shows the trouble that happens when, you know, it's very easy to try to be all things to all people, to try to be the one to always go in and try to fix things, make things easier for people, make their lives better. And in many ways, I think that's a very, very noble thing to do. But in some ways, we can lose our individuality when we do that. We can forget, you know, how cool we are as human beings without having to try to make everything better for everyone else. And, you know, it reminds me of I was recently having a conversation with someone about, you know, do you try to placate a bad situation or do you try to, you know, just be honest about it and go, you know, this is a bad situation. I'm not probably going to placate it, whether you're talking about in work, whether you're talking about at home, whether you're talking about, you know, with people you meet on the street. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because I was talking to this other person, they said, you know, sometimes you can lose your individuality when you try to make other people feel better at the expense of yourself and your core values. And I thought, you know, that's really a good way to look at this because oftentimes, I don't know, maybe it's just because I was raised as an oldest, but oftentimes I will try to go into a situation, whether we're talking about work, whether we're talking about home, whether we're talking about something else, and I'll be going, you know, how can I make this better for someone else? And then at the end of the day, maybe like in the last 50 minutes, I'll sit there and go, and what do I want to do to accomplish so that it's kind of a fun day for me? And I mean, no offense, but this is kind of something that I think is important to look at because 